Welcome into the Esports Network podcast. We talk about anything and everything related to the esports industry, from professionals, commentators, casters, executives, to, you know, your C-level executives as well, you know, CEOs, CFOs, and obviously... The people that make it kind of happen on the screens, the virtual screens around the world, the players themselves also come on the show to talk about their perspectives on things, the latest, uh, you know, events happening in their neck of the woods, you know, just a general all encompassing podcast and here to kind of help me talk about what he kind of does, I guess, right? Uh, you know, no big deal. He's just a pro Apex Legends player for complexity. Let's welcome in I Shiny, aka Brian McCarthy. Brian Shiny. I mean, I I, I, I forget always how these these uh, virtual in game names go, so I'm just gonna call you Shiny <laughs> from now on. If that's okay, how you doing? Sounds good. Hey, I'm doing great, Kevin. Thank you for having me on. So, uh, like I mentioned, you're you're a pro uh, Apex Legends player for Complexity. You joined the team in 2020, and I think a really interesting aspect about your career is you actually started out in the Overwatch Contenders League uh, while you were a, a little bit younger. So that's a that's a pretty neat little topic there. So we'll, we'll hit on that uh, here. So obviously, you had a little bit more time in esports than than most other people, but. Overwatch was kind of that first game that you were quoted as saying this is it was the one you kind of really focused in on and honed in on like what was that experience playing Overwatch and and in the Overwatch Contenders League like for you yeah um Overwatch was a phenomenal game to get into uh being in the scene was extremely uh star dazing a little bit <laughs> I, I never actually thought that i would i would make it into to professional esports because uh, i went to the university of washington mm -hmm. uh, just to play like collegiate league of legends collegiate heroes of the storm it was just like a fun side hobby got a little uh little info from snoopy to uh to get into overwatch when it came out he's like hey you're interested in esports and i know you, you you're a grinder uh, give Overwatch a shot as soon as it comes out. Blizzard's like got a really good trajectory for for putting it on the map as an esports title, so got into it and um, kind of got my my mind blown when I was climbing my way up the the amateur teams, and then contract was laying on the table to to play for CLG, and um, my life kind of kind of changed wow. and uh, went to where it is now. Uh, Playing in the Contenders League was super fun. Uh, it was really quite the experience. Uh, it's, a, it's it's a lot of drama and it's a lot of a lot of emotions of being on like a, a six player team in Overwatch, as well as like all of your staff. Overwatch is really notorious for having like a head coach and assistant coach and your analysts and your managers would sit in on on scrims and you have six personalities, six ego six perspectives on every single thing so there's a lot of back and forth a lot of bickering arguing um but on the flip side it, it made the highs uh, all the more higher so uh large celebrations on those good days um <laughs> high fives all around <laughs> <laughs> no for sure it's, it's funny you bring up snoopy he's actually been on the show before and i'm, I'm actually a huge fan of snoopy myself back when he played for the what the old clg na team back for league of legends so it's interesting that he kind of gave you a little little tidbit on the side like hey my well looking overwatch just so you know and and that's kind of like it kind of flipped for you a little bit like this this is something that i could really you know play in and, and make a, a decent a living on i mean what was that i guess that moment where you were like this is 
insane. This industry is actually something that I could make a living off of. What was that moment like for you? If there was, if there was ever that kind of moment, I mean, was it that seeing the contract on the table or was it kind of like when you're playing contenders on a stage or what was that first? Like it clicked for you or is like, man, this is something that I want to do for a good long while. Oh, oh man. It was honestly, uh, take you like a little bit into into my life in college when yeah. um i had really supportive college friends they they always knew i was like a gamer uh a large group of my my high school friend group all went to university of washington and uh, going into our junior year 11 of us got a college house together just like to it was like a 10 bedroom house and uh 11 of us moved into there and then about four months into to living there is when I got that CLG contract and uh, had the conversation with my housemates. I was like, "Hey, uh, I'm moving to LA. And I'm gonna I'm gonna stop out of college." And um, I threw a little going away party, and uh, they're always messing with me. And they're like, "Hey, give us your autograph. Like, sign everything in the house. Sign, <laughs> sign like all of our purple. Sign our mouse pads." And they they sent me off with a uh, a card. It's really heartfelt messages from all of them. And uh, that's when I, it was pretty real, just like stepping out of my college house, found someone to like sublease to and uh, packed all my bags with my college stuff, left some stuff in storage and uh, flew down to L.A. Kind of when it all kind of hit me. Wow. So that's that. So you had a really amazing support system back in Washington to kind of, you know, keep you going on, on, on this path. And so I'm, I'm I'm sure your family's also support of you and your brother as well, because, you, you know, you don't get two siblings in, in esports <laughs> without being somewhat of a supportive family. Uh, but I, I'm yeah. curious, how, how is that transition like from Overwatch, right, from Overwatch contenders into Apex? Because that's, you know. Uh, there, there's similarities similarities there in, in some gameplay aspects, but for the most part, it's like it's a battle royale, uh, moving away from uh, a six versus six uh, focused game. And so, what was that that moment? Where you're like, man, this because I know Apex came out well, like 2019 or so, uh, early 2019. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you, when you played the first few matches, you're like, yeah, this is this is interesting, this is fun. And then you move from you know that that contenders team into a, a fanatic Apex squad. I mean, that's quite the shift, even for esports is career esport careers nowadays what was that kind of transition like for you yeah i mean <laughs> to be frank it just wasn't an intentional transition uh, oh, when wow. i didn't get into overwatch league in season two um i didn't necessarily see myself projecting into getting into overwatch league uh anytime in my future so i was like you know what i'm, I'm kind of feel like i'm at my cap here and um i had a good little adventure in esports Reenlisted back to to University of Washington to finish out my my college, and um, Apex came out. I was I was completely done with Overwatch, uninstalled, just playing Apex for fun <laughs> until the the quarter started. And um, yeah, I was just having a blast, absolutely loving the game. I was like, yeah, this is just a super fun game. And then our oldest teammate back in the day was uh, someone named Corn Pops, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like, hey, let's get into like scrims. Apparently, they're doing like for apex and it's like this weird coordinated organized system and um so myself and corn pops and then got my brother to pick up the game and to learn it from scratch and the three of us just started hitting up scrims and we're like wow scrims are really fun like back then apex only had pubs and then so going into the organized organized pubs which is essentially all of us hitting like the ready button at the same time (laughs) 
uh, and trying to get into the same lobby. Uh, it was it was pretty eye opening. It was, it was just extremely enjoyable. And then uh, they had like an organized system, and then there was like a kill race tournament that you would qualify into via these scrims. So it was like they turned the scrims into kind of a league, mm. and then we started winning the league. Uh, and when we started winning the league, we were like, whoa, uh, we're, we're pretty good. We kind of <laughs> we kind of picked things up pretty quickly. And then we started getting some offers from orgs. And <laughs> the one we ended up going with was Fnatic. We're like, uh, I guess we're going pro in Apex. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. insane. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember those early days of, of, of Apex where, you know, it was, everything was like that first month. It was like the BR to play. Everybody had downloaded it on their consoles and, and on their PCs. And everybody was just partying up to play Apex. And it's, it's crazy that you guys managed to organize something like that. You know, just based off of some scrims and that kind of catapulted you into like a competitive team and i mean joining that fanatic uh na squad i mean like that, that's it's fanatic first of all is a huge name right so you, you see fanatic mm-hmm. and you're like wow I, I can't believe somebody like that is interested in us but i think it's even it's even more rare because your brother also joined that fanatic squad so i don't think i i, I looked through my research and i was like i've never seen two siblings outside of like the Asian scene really compete on the same team together. Never, you know, never mind on the same team together, but how was that experience like for you? That's, that's a very unique experience for you and your brother to play together. Is that, I'm assuming it's a childhood dream come true for the both of you. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was, <laughs> it's just such a, such a cool experience. It, it's pretty hard to put into words. Just a kind of a blessing to be able to experience like your mutual dream coming true and to go through it together is not something that like like you're saying many people will ever have the opportunity of of enjoying at least in the esports scene um it's just pretty amazing what was re- what was the reaction from the from like your, your family like oh these two you know knuckleheads gonna go play for fanatic i don't even know if, how do you spell fanatic and and so like I guess, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you pretty much yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head it's <laughs> like oh, i guess if this is what you guys want to do we go for it we're like come on like this is this is it parents like this is sick you have no idea yeah oh, that's 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 gotta be mind-blowing for a parent because you know it's 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 if I tried to say that to my mom, she'd be like, you're, you're ridiculous. Uh, go get an actual <laughs> job and then come, come back and talk to me. And I'm just like, mom, this is, this is making money, mom, get over it. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I mean, there is a little bit of, of a, like a down point that I want to get to here because obviously like the pandemic hit a lot of esports teams had to scale back uh, a ton of their, their teams, their rosters. And, and I know fanatic and was one of those that, that apex roster had to be, you know, uh, pretty much released from, from that fanatic organization. And you played in, independently i guess uh not in no orgless i guess is, is a better word to say there yeah um and you played obviously with your with your brother as well and, and a, a rotating third i mean what was that experience of kind of working through a pandemic and playing through a pandemic um you know with you know your brother there and that's pretty much everybody's at home playing at home away from each other and how was that experience like for you yeah it was um it was it was pretty rough uh, when Fnatic backed out of Apex. Uh, it was just we're like, all right, we're just in the FA circuit, and that's fine. We just have to keep proving ourselves. And um, for a long while, we we actually did. Uh, our probably best rotating third was BCJ, mm. um, who we really wanted just as like a solid third player because uh, BCJ was an incredible player. Um, but the only way that he was willing to play Apex because he was trying to 
trying to transition into Valorant is mm-hmm. uh, he just wanted to play only in the tournaments. He didn't want to do any scrims, no practice. Just was like, if, I, if I'm going to play with you guys, like I'm just showing up to the tournament. We're going to do the tournament and then going back oh. to Valorant. Um, and so when we played with BCJ, we actually didn't practice at all. It was just, we'd show up to the tournament. We'd get <laughs> to AOGS and get like somewhere between fourth place and seventh place uh in north america and then we'd all like part ways and he'd go back and play valorant and muff and i would just uh chill watch scrims uh, play <laughs> pubs and rank and uh we're just like yeah you know this this is working this is this is like fine um but we always knew we kind of had to deal with each other my brother and i that uh, getting picked up as a two-man at the time was going to be incredibly difficult mm-hmm. um with three-man rosters it's pretty rare that like a roster will drop two players at the same time while they're keeping one. It's usually like they're going to transition one player out um, at a time. And it was also looking like a pretty dry spell of orgs buying back into Apex when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. It was pretty much just like the orgs that didn't back out were the only orgs that existed in the space. And it's only in the last few months that we've been seeing orgs starting to buy back in uh, pretty much since champs. Mm -hmm. And um, so we're like, yeah, if anyone gets like a solo offer, um, might as well take it like it's an opportunity to get a paycheck and to to compete um in a time where it's relatively difficult to to get paid to play and so when i had the offer from complexity it was no hard feelings like hey uh if i'm gonna join this complexity roster like i'm not gonna regret it we're gonna we're gonna win as much as we can we're gonna win everything and um for a while, we did. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no lie there. It's, it's uh, so you you got lucky, not lucky because you you worked hard at this, obviously. And so when yeah. uh, you kind of signed into Complexity, what September of twenty twenty or so, I want to say. So it's, yep. it's almost a year and a half back now, almost. So that's it's pretty. You've been on the squad for over a year now. So uh, it, it's it's impressive what you guys have accomplished in that time. And I guess what was that? that real interaction with you and complexity uh getting that deal signed or you know going through with talks i mean obviously like you you had just come from fanatic how was dealing with complexity like for you was it kind of a difference in in i guess goals or or what was that kind of real uh like outlook you had with complexity yeah with the with the roster itself um it's probably the most comfortable i've actually ever felt so monsoon or reptar didn't actually try me out mm-hmm. they approached me and they said hey we want you mm-hmm. like we don't care how bad like the initial tournaments will go like we know there's going to be growing pains um but like rest assured you are the player that we want like as a culture fit as like a talent fit as a role fit and like you don't need to like worry about trying out against other players and like whether we're just like judging you or not it's just like we're going to work through everything as like a three-man roster we just want you um that was like a pretty good feeling just be like hey like you're just a desired player in our roster we're not gonna be like constantly wondering if we made the right choice it's just hey we're gonna work through everything Uh, we're always gonna make it work we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna problem solve and uh, have like a really good work learning environment does does uh, that happen often in Apex? Where I mean, uh, obviously, if you if you're looking for a third or something like that, do you do you try out other players? I know you had the rotating third with your brother when you were free agents, but to the to have, like not have to audition at all for a job, I'm sure that was some kind of comfort for you too. Yeah, uh, with the uh, signed rosters, it's kind of their privilege, right? As mm-hmm. uh, 
the holders of like a paid opportunity is that they get to try anyone and everyone they want because it's an opportunity that everyone wants. Um, so it, it's quite the the difference <laughs> to what most teams would do, which is it's pretty regular to try out like every single person to see who's like the best uh, plug and play fit. Um, but you, you also see it with like these signed organ organizations and signed rosters, and even the high tier free agent rosters are just con constantly rotating players and like churning through players. Um, so it's pretty reassuring to just know that like someone wants to work with you through the the lows and the highs and um like always make it work instead of everyone always being wary of each other and being like hey do like my players still have faith in me uh it's like yeah my players have faith in me it's it's a good feeling that's awesome uh, man always makes you want to put your best foot forward no for sure just to to, to know you're wanting just like in that kind of regard of you know competition and camaraderie it's like yeah this feels awesome. This is uh, no wonder you feel so comfortable with, with this with this squad. It's just because they obviously were comfortable putting you on without you know much to do about anything. Just like yeah, you, we we want this guy. We'll get him on and we'll make it happen. And so you join Complexity uh, Complexity's Apex squad, and you know pandemic still ongoing. Apex Legends tournaments are kind of uh, still mostly online. Not much of the fan for happening as, as much as we were used to, I guess. But. Uh, mm -hmm. I know the ALGS came back kind of strong in the in the back half of 2021, so that was fun to watch. I'm sure it was fun for you to play in the, in these tournaments, despite, despite it being online still. But I know uh, how was that experience like playing in, in the ALGS and kind of having a, a, a real taste of what's going on with the, with this, this with this scene from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, it's been really incredible. Uh, it's it's amazing that even through the pandemic that uh, EA and Respawn are putting on. Uh, these tournaments regularly and just supporting the scene uh, in the current global state. Uh, it's it's obviously just a privilege. I know a lot of people are struggling in, in like the workforce area when like their jobs are in person, but us having the privilege to do everything online and to still be able to compete and feel the emotions and the adrenaline of uh, competitive Apex is uh, pretty amazing. Awesome, man. And so, I mean, from like outside perspective from me right I, I i still don't understand like the whole battle royale like you know setup system i know I, i've watched PUBG, i've watched a lot more apex than 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 warzone lately just to kind of grasp what's going on i mean you you come from that overwatch side of things as well but i mean is it difficult to maintain success as a team in apex or i mean just in brs in general or i mean what do you think makes apex a maybe a tough esport to compete in yeah, no, absolutely. I think uh, BRs are just a tough esports to compete in in general. That's been quite the the change of pace. Uh, every now and then, I, I like joke around. I'm like, man, we had a good in Overwatch one. If you're like the better team, you will always win uh, in like a perfectly balanced, uh, closed environment or closed ecosystem type of game with no RNG. But um, I think. The difference, though, is that in Apex, uh, you have a lot in your control. And so our goal going into competitive Apex is to always give ourselves a chance at winning. Um, I think that is always something that you can control, is to put yourself in batting range of a, a high finish. So I think the difference between getting like a top five finish versus like a bottom 15 finish in the the highest level of apex is certainly in your control getting that like first place consistently uh, there's <laughs> going to be some factors that just aren't gonna gonna be in the stars for you that day 
but um i think you've got a lot a lot of your your fate in your hands i mean yeah it's just uh, the kind of map control and map awareness is like a huge thing I know for for Apex and, and for games like Fortnite and Warzone as well but I mean this is just for, for me I feel like um, watching you guys play these games I'm like how do you even know like the exact tick rates of the the circles and all that and all that I'm like, I'm like this is so confusing half the time I played a little bit of Apex this morning just to kind of grasp what was going on I'm like oh yeah I ended up like 30th awesome again <laughs> you know, I'm like complete garbage at this game and I'm just like the the amount of respect I have for you guys playing this game is, is absolutely ridiculous. I, I can only imagine competing up against teams like, you know, like Sentinels and NRG and all those other squads out there. That they're, they're tough competition, but you guys still place like pretty highly as well. So it, it's something to, to, to really, you know, shake a stick at. So, I mean, from an, uh, I guess coming from that Overwatch side of things again, I mean, what's the difference in esports, I guess? Because this is, you know, you're playing maybe what, I think six or seven games during a competition or something just to kind of go through your points in terms of placement, your points in terms of kills. So it's a completely different esport than what we're used to seeing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the most egregious difference is that you've got 20 teams competing against each other simultaneously. Uh, So in that like Overwatch ecosystem, you're just one team against one team. And uh, like one team will move on and one team will not move on. And in the BR scene, <laughs> if you're like still in bracket play, you got 10 teams moving on and 10 teams that won't be moving on. And so it's uh, it's quite the quite the scenario. It's just a way less controlled environment. So you just got to roll with the punches and do what you can in the chaos. For sure, man. Like I mentioned earlier, I I, I played a few rounds of Apex. I, I was like, I'm god awful at this game. So, uh, so let, let's let's talk about the game itself, right? So I, you know, we, yeah. we there's rumors of you know the next gen update. I'm not going to ask you about that stuff because it's way too out there for for a lot of us. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, what is this current meta for Apex? Is this like a a, a good good meta for you? I mean, I, I'm not understanding like what characters are really that, that you think are super strong right now, or what do you think can be done better in terms of uh, you know maybe gunplay or anything of that nature? What's something that you like really like about this current meta of apex so far yeah i think uh honestly i personally enjoy the meta of apex uh to a pretty great extent i think there's a lot of characters that are actually viable in the meta um you see a large diversity across all regions even within our own region uh you got like valkyrie and bloodhound and crypto being played in the recon slot Mm. uh you see valkyrie ash and wraith being played in the uh the, like rotation scouting slot and then you've got like your mix of gibraltar and caustic um so yeah seven seven to eight characters is a it's a pretty diverse meta and um i think the weapon meta is also pretty diverse as well uh, you have a lot of options um you see a lot of people running like turbocharged energy <laughs> weapons if they get a chance there's there's like a slight different meta between like the controller players and the, the mnk players so you see like a lot of wingman and volt uh, a little more SMG gunnies on um, some of the controller players, and then a lot of MNK players are rocking anywhere between like R301's flatlines or like more poke weapons. Uh, and then every shotgun makes an appearance in competitive as well. So, uh, honestly, only complaint is probably the standard one that everyone hears in Apex <laughs> is uh, the Kraber. Yep. Yep. Kraber yep, yep. existing in package. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a menace. It's It's pretty heartbreaking when you're. You're on the big stage and your game instantly ends because someone on your team got headshot by a Kraber. So, uh, 
there we go that's that game okay <laughs> what could we have done better not get shot it's like don't let them get craver like oh well geez that's easy right whoops okay <laughs> so i mean i'm glad you brought up that kind of mouse and keyboard the kind of input um uh, choices that players can make moving forward I think, I think apex is one of the few where that kind of cross input play can happen and so uh have you have you tried playing apex on controller before and i i wonder I mean, I know the majority are uh, keyboard and mouse because that's kind of uh, what's not I wouldn't say better, but it's kind of what really works for a lot of people in this in this game. Uh, I know maybe controller is a little bit of more of a minority, but what do you what do you see in terms of the inputs out there that that pretty much what, what I'm asking is what's better, keyboard or mouse? Come on, keyboard or or, uh, or a controller? <laughs> <laughs> that is. Uh... Uh, that goes to the meme of uh, <laughs> I will not speak because I don't <laughs> want to get in trouble. <laughs> uh, I will say they, they both have their benefits. Uh, they both have very obvious pros that outshine the, the other. Um, I'll say NA is probably transitioning towards a more controller-heavy pro scene. Mm. Um, I can't actually recall the like last up-and-comer mouse and key player but there's been like a solid 15 up-and-comer controller players that have broken into the pro scene uh and on our team reptar was like an an absolute incredible top dmr mid-range gunner and he's actually moved to controller and will be playing on controller uh for playoffs wow okay that's 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 a that's a pretty significant move then for him (laughs) Uh, he actually transitioned to controller on december 15th and uh has been succeeding uh in our like most recent esa performance he had a 16 kill game on like his first tournament on controller we're like you know we can make this work (laughs) you know he's on to something there he's 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 really on to something but man so i mean that that kind of beckons me to the, the last series of questions. Pretty much, you know, you, you go to these tournaments, these events, or you're you're pretty much doing this online now. But going into these playoffs, you're coming up up, uh, up now with uh, I think it's what January twenty third is the NA playoffs for uh, ALGS. Yep. So that's correct. You guys are, are coming up on it now here in the next few weeks. Um, how I mean, what are your expectations going into a tournament, into a match? I mean, just like, uh, what is that headspace like for you guys? Is it just like going over what objectives, what drops you want to go towards, what what's the 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 the, the, the formation of the team? Like you said, recon or scout or or whatever kind of real formation of the team you want to make going into this match. Like, how does that headspace look like for you guys? Um, honestly, it's uh. It's just about having faith in our in our practice. We've like got our drop spot locked down. We've had our drop spot for like two years, year and a half. Mm. Um, we know what team comp we want to run going into. We know our preferred loadouts. We know our like set plays, and um, there's not really uh, any nerves about it. It's just having faith in our learning and having faith in our practice. And when it comes to game day, you just put it into motion, and uh, you hope that your preparation. Uh, put your put puts your team in like the best spot uh, for converting on uh, performance, and uh, that's the best that we can hope for. Matt, that's ah man, good answer. Dang it, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I got I got one last question for you here, and it's it's a pretty easy one. All right, uh, I'll call it a two parter. Okay, 
If complexity ever gets an Overwatch team, I'm assuming you're going to say no to it, or is that a yes? <laughs> or uh, think about a it. Definite no. <laughs> <laughs> the second question is uh, Overwatch Two. We'll try it out for like a week or two, and then maybe uninstall. Or what's what? What are your thoughts about Overwatch Two coming out? Because I know you're kind of you already installed Overwatch like years ago, so it's probably not too big a deal now. But there's got to be at least one little like inkling in the back, kind of like maybe I can scratch that Overwatch itch one last time. Maybe give them a chance. Uh-huh. You know, I definitely won't explore it in the competitive sense, but I, I would check it out just to have fun. Overwatch, okay. at the end of the day, it's a really smooth and fun game to play. It's it's like a well-oiled machine. Uh, it just feels good to play. Uh, so if, if I have friends, like if Monsoon and Ref want to meme around and play some <laughs> Overwatch games, like I'll, I'll download it and check it out. But it's definitely not something that I'm going to pursue. Apex <laughs> is definitely where my headspace is at right now. That's awesome. That's that's the answer the, the team wanted to hear. Like, no, nah, he's not going anywhere. He's, he's staying here with us. But um, <laughs> Shiny Man, I, I, I can't thank you enough for hopping on with me, talking Apex, talking a little bit of uh, your career trajectory and kind of giving us a little bit more perspective on what you're all about, what uh, comp- uh, Complexity's Apex team is all about about so man best of luck coming up in these playoffs and i hope to have you back on and you guys are our uh, our champs and maybe we uh we, we indulge a bit more play some apex together and you can just crap on my my build and of uh, or whatever and just <laughs> be like never this pathfinder is god awful <laughs> why is he flying up there like that just just crap all over me i, I, I would love it but again shiny thanks right. for, thanks for coming on i appreciate the time yeah thank you kevin anytime <laughs> That's Brian Ishiny McCarthy of Complexity's Apex Legends Squad. And I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Yeah.